1: Hey guys, how you going? Hope all is good. This is episode two of Tell Me Your Tales and it features Shannon Fink. Shannon Fink is the owner of uh, Fitmob, which is a gym in Echuca, Moama and also one of my sponsors. So I better get that disclaimer out there before we start. Uh, Fitmob's been looking after me for the last probably three years with access to their gym. And something that I'm really grateful for uh, Shannon's pretty young he's 30 years old and he bought the business about 10 months ago which is a bit of a gutsy move and as one of the more prominent gyms in town it was good to kind of pick his brain and talk about the fitness industry I think you'll really enjoy it uh, some really good content in there and really appreciate that Shannon's a super busy guy and he gave up an hour and a half of his time on a Sunday which is his day off um, enjoy I guess if you like it be sure to uh, pass it on or tell someone else someone else to listen to it you can follow this paid this podcast on Facebook just under tell me your tales podcast to keep updated with uh, upcoming episodes have fun enjoy. Thanks for coming around to my house. Uh, awesome to have a chat with you on a Sunday morning.
0: No, don't worry mate, good to be here. Yeah,
1: really, um, really looking forward to this. Just sitting here Sunday morning having a coffee, beautiful day outside. What's your morning looked like so far? Uh,
0: pretty quiet Sundays, trying to take Sundays off. So um, yeah, cruise along out for the and that's about it so far. So. so I guess before we start, just because... Um, not sure who, if anyone's
1: going to listen to this, but uh, do you want to maybe describe yourself and introduce yourself and what you're all about?
0: Um, so I've, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, I own FitMob for about nine months now. Um, so we've got a sort of fitness centre and gym and, and group fitness and, and everything uh, over in High Street in Echuca. Um So yeah, I sort of run and run that and sort of work there six days a week and. So sort of keep charge of that and uh that's about it so i've been in the fitness industry about seven years now um yeah personal training boot camps all that sort of things so, yeah yeah so that's sort of a basic background i guess on me and um yeah just a bit of yeah football and all that sort of thing so yeah
1: yeah and made the move what how long ago was it when you purchased fit mob
0: so purchased fit mob yeah it'd be about about 10, 10 months ago now, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. So about the end of April, um, last year. So but um worked obviously with Johnny and Johnny and Mel a fair bit for the four years before that while they had it as well. So
1: And did um the YMCA before that all Yeah, yeah. Alongside that at wasn't the Shire, it? Shire, yeah. So yeah.
0: at the Shire at the same time as that. Um just sort of running the gym there and, and doing personal training and that sort of thing and then uh and then, yeah, just sort of got the opportunity when Johnny and Mel said they wanted to sell up. So, yeah. Jumped at it. So, yeah, very much so. Very yeah. much so. So I haven't looked back now. So, yeah, all going well, which is good.
1: I'll get back to that in a second because that's a big big move, kind of, you know. You're not old yeah. and to be a yeah, business owner it. at your age is a pretty, uh, pretty big deal. So we'll mm. get back to that later on. But grow up in Chuka. Yeah, Chuka yeah. Boy. Born
0: yep. and bred in Chuka, yeah. So, um, born on... We actually had a dairy farm till I was... Twenty twenty one, I reckon, so um, worked there, left school when I was 15 and sort of worked, yeah, been full time worker since then. So, yeah, right.
1: Yeah. So, Whereabouts is the dairy farm?
0: Uh, just out, about 15 k's out of the sugar. So yeah. About, yeah, about 10 minutes drive out of the sugar. Yeah, so,
1: out Tony direction or? No, nah,
0: towards Strumbury. Yep. Yeah. so, yeah. How so many now, head were you running on the cow farm? Uh, we milked about a thousand. A thousand. Know, when we finished up, yeah, so, yeah, it was pretty full on, like it's, um, So yeah, busy, busy long days sort of aren't really abnormal to me, so. Yeah, I could
1: only imagine. What was, so your parents were always in the dairy farming industry?
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, my grandfather, um, he was a dairy farmer, dad was a dairy farmer, so yeah, so it sort of ran in the family, and then I left, and that was the plan, and then sort of as I got a bit older, I sort of realised it probably wasn't for me, and. And that's where the fitness industry sort of—that's where I started with that. Obviously, that background of football, so I had that bit of interest in it. Um, and then, yeah, it sort of let one thing led to the other with it, really. So
1: has somebody taken like a family member taken over the farm or no? So we sold, sold the up? farm,
0: um, but my brother and his wife—they've got a farm um, up. We bought a new one probably five years ago now. Mum and dad bought a new farm, and him and his wife sort of run that and. Dad and I'm still grow up every day, so
1: yeah. Mm. When you're so, what were you, 18, when you kind of made that decision not to go down the farm? Yeah,
0: end? yeah, it would have been about 18. So, so, obviously,
1: your maturity and it goes back to that, you know, buying fit mob at a young age as well. Like, what kind of things are you thinking? Did you feel like you're letting the family down, not continuing with the dairy farm industry, or how did you um, know that that wasn't for you at such a young age? Like, I didn't know um, what I was doing at 18.
0: Yeah, no, I. I don't know, like I sort of, um, I definitely did feel like I was sort of letting dad down um, because, you know, it was probably, it it would have been a big thing for him to sort of have, you know, have have both his sons sort of still on the farm and that. Um, So yeah, it did feel a bit like that. Um, But that was sort of me personally, that wasn't anything that mum and dad or any pressure that they had put on me. Um, So yeah, I don't know, like I think, you know, I sort of thought, well, they were sort of big days, like some days you'd work 19, 20 hours a day, you know, so they were big days and I thought at 18, is it really what I wanted to do? Um, As it is now, I'm doing 15 hours a day anyway, (laughs) so it doesn't really matter. Um, So yeah, but look, it's a good, farming's a good lifestyle and, you know, you wouldn't get any harder workers than farmers, you know, be it dairy, cropping, whatever, you know, there's a fair bit to it, so. Yeah. Yeah, so I definitely got an appreciation for farming and, down the track who knows what could happen but yeah for now i'm pretty happy with where things are at so do you yeah.
1: think that makes it easier to do 15 hour days now and own your own business when you've come from that hard working yeah like, you know what i mean it's yeah. not like you've stepped up from a had everything handed no, to you not, and yeah. never and that, worked a day in your life and all of a sudden you're working 15 hour days and yeah. you can't survive like yeah. you know what hard work is yeah
0: and that that's without a doubt like um you know, like I put a lot, of, a lot of my success I put down to my my upbringing and mum and dad. I guess like, um, you know, like they the biggest thing that they probably you know they've taught us kids a lot of things, but one of the biggest things is to have a good work ethic. You know, if you want something, you got to go get it, plain and simple. So, um, you know, without that, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. you know, There's no chance. So, you know, you I've never seen a bloke work harder than than my father. So. Um, you know, yeah. So that's sort of that. That's a big, big, big reason for where I'm at. I mm. think today. So.
1: And are they still in Echuca? They retired yeah yeah. Here, so
0: yeah. they they're still still in Echuca. They're sort of just they're still actually out on out the road where our old farm was. They just subdivided the house off there, and they're still out there. So, but you know, as I said, like Dad still he still goes up to the the other farm that they own now. Um, he's still up there from six o'clock in the morning till eight o'clock at night. So um yeah so it's um yeah it's a big big thing yeah sort of for them so yeah. and
1: then what about the decision to drop so drop out of school at 15 to work on the farm yeah
0: yeah year, so year nine? yeah i know yep. and i i don't i didn't struggle at school i didn't I, I wouldn't say i hated school but i always just got bored at school i guess like i'm someone that i guess can't really sit still a lot and i get pretty bored easy so um yeah, so it was always, always a bit of a plan to sort of get to fifteen, and when I could, I'd leave school. And obviously, looking back, it'd be nice to be able to say, "Yeah, I've done year twelve and or whatever." But at the same time, if I had done that, I probably wouldn't wouldn't be able to own my own business, you know, and own a house and all that sort of thing at this age. So it's a bit of a catch twenty mm-hmm. two, really. That. So yeah.
1: And really, how many times over the last 12 years has somebody said, have you finished year 12?
0: That's, that's it, exactly for you, like, right, yeah. hasn't been important yeah, at all. And that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, yeah
1: So. Oh, really good. Yeah. So what was it like, um, I guess, because I'm from Bendigo, what was it like growing up in achuca like all those, um, where'd you yeah. go to primary school and secondary school? Uh, I
0: went to primary school at St. Mary's yep. here in Echuca. Um Yeah, so went there. Well, when we moved up, we I started there when I was nine. Um, before that, I was at St. Joseph's in Rochester. Um, and then St Joseph's here in Etupu for year seven to nine. So yeah, it was good. Like I didn't mind it. Um, when I left school, I guess the biggest biggest thing for me sort of I left school at fifteen. I still played football and everything. Um, but basically, I'd play football and you know go home and get Black. back to work. Yeah, so I'd get up, work in the morning, quick shower, go to footy, finish footy, go back home and work again. So um you know not many i guess there's not many 15 year old kids seven days a week yeah Yeah. cows don't stop yeah Yeah. that's it yeah Yeah. Yeah. milk and cows never stop so it was morning night you know so um yeah so i guess there's there's probably not many 15 year olds i guess that would have that where they would have two hours of social time and then back to work so and and look in saying that i was probably my own worst enemy where mum and dad had encouraged me to you know go to go to different things and and all that sort of thing that i just wanted to be at home working you know like it's sort of as i said i get bored pretty easy so so but you didn't get
1: bored with the work i guess it's always stuff to do isn't it that's it yeah yeah
0: yeah. and that that's the thing like I've, i've never never really been one to um hate work or you know sort of say that it's a bit of a drag so at the end of the day we've all got to do it so it's what we make of it i think that whether we enjoy it or not so yeah
1: how did that go socially, like you're 15, seeing your mates for three hours a week compared to, mm. you know, the group of mates just chilling out of each other for 40 hours yeah. a week at school and yeah. after school and stuff like that, and you are only popping in for a couple of hours a week, did you yeah.
0: lose some friendships there or figure out um, which ones are important to you? Or? It's, it's sort of funny, like I guess I, I, um, I, I wouldn't say I lost friendships, it's funny, I, I left school and played footy and didn't really socialise a lot with mates um, outside of school. Um, but then when I, I went back to year 12 graduation with my year level and, um, I've, pr- I've been very lucky where a lot of my good friends from school, we, you know, um, ended up catching up again and we're still best of friends now, you know, so, so from basically 18 to now, we catch up, you know, as regularly as we can, cause life does get busy and, and, you know, friends have got kids and engaged and married and all that. Um, so, yeah, so it's, um, I've been very lucky in that sense, mm. you know, that I didn't lose those friends throughout that three years where I guess I wasn't really seeing yeah. them, so. Mm.
1: And then footy when you were a kid? Yeah. Pretty successful? Like, what position did um, you to play like?
0: Uh, look, I sort of started off a, a bit of a, a sort of full back, full forward. Um, I was a, I was a bigger kid till I was probably 16, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I sort of, I wouldn't say I struggled with, me, with my weight badly, but... I was definitely on the heavier side for for a young kid, um, and then I had a bit of a growth spurt, and that that sort of sorted that out. And then sort of when that happened, I sort of yeah played a bit of ruck and bit of midfield, and and that um, had a lot of injuries and stuff too, which which sort of is why I don't play now because it's just not worth it. So mm. yeah, but really enjoyed footy, and um, you know never never played in any major premierships or anything, which is which is a bit of a bit of a downer, but. You know, did you go on to play as an adult? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah so I played, played up until three years ago. so yep. two two or three years yeah, ago. That's yeah, that's when I met you. So I missed yeah. that whole uh, yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. So i sort of played played a bit at Ashuka until I was about twenty, and then went to Rachi for a few years, and and that was about it. So yeah. yeah.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So where how did that fitness whole industry start? So you working on the farm, eighteen, and then decided to
0: it's yeah it's funny it's funny I um I so obviously playing footy and when I made the decision I sort of I thought you know maybe farming wasn't for me I was on the track to doing some work at home and I heard an ad for um Australian Institute of Fitness advertising like a personal trainers course and that um out of Bendigo um so I wrote the number down and rang up and booked in and and then sort of went through that process. Um, Not an easy industry to get into. Um, So yeah, very tough industry to get into.
1: Why do, you, why do you say that? Like, is it, is that many people do the course and only X amount of jobs? Is that yeah, why it's hard to get? Yeah, it? Yeah, I
0: think so. And um, so like, I, after doing the course, it was another two years before I started working in the industry. So, yeah. Just because you couldn't get anything Yeah, like just because there just wasn't the work there, especially in a small country town where there, I think we only probably back then had two or three gyms, so it was pretty hard. Um, and without a background in the fitness industry, I guess I found it a bit harder to get employment. Um, and then there was an opening at the pool, um, which I sort of jumped at. So I sort of did that as well as worked the, uh, the other job that I was in. I probably would have done that for nearly 12 months. What were you doing then? Uh, so I was working for a retail company out of Coyabram. It was a dairy sort of farm um, retail company. Um, so yeah, so I was working there for and doing the gym work. So that was for about 12 months and then finally got up the carriage and there were probably enough hours there for me to make the jump and just go into the gym sort of stuff so yeah and since then that would have been yeah six and a half seven years ago that that, that happens so yeah haven't looked back so and
1: then continuing to you know then you dabble with it because did you do the boot camp stuff at fit was that your yeah yeah, yeah. So, so then dabbled yeah. with that and then that's it yeah yeah.
0: So, yeah so john and i were sort of um partners in the boot camp stuff um And I sort of, obviously, because John was pretty busy running the gym, I sort of took charge of the boot camps and ran most of them. Um, So that was for about, would have been three years we did that. And then, and obviously, I bought the gym, so took the whole lot on. And now I'm sort of lucky enough, I've got uh, Megan and Max, and they sort of, whilst I try to get to three or four boot camps a week, they sort of take charge when I can't be there and and do a very good job of it. So, yeah.
1: So there's a bit of that... um pattern isn't there when you start you know you yeah. jump in you dabble yeah. in it you kind of test yeah. the waters and then you take over and then you move on to the next thing that's
0: right yeah yeah so it's um so yeah so far so good with it all i guess um but you're only as I, as i say to people you're only as good as the day before so you know we've got to sort of as trainers keep reinventing and change what we put to people on that so
1: yeah mm. would have you ever thought that you know a guy who's done the fitness certificate got the qualification but can't get a job is all of a sudden or not all of a sudden now is the owner of the what number one gym in and Shukamaya your um, my words but yeah, that, yeah I guess yeah. you can't there's no way to kind of rate it but yeah. it's got that reputation of mm. you know a good culture around it yeah. good numbers um good yeah. programs mm. it's a, um, did you ever think that was
0: where it was headed uh look no doubt when i first started i I always yeah like after doing the course i was definitely keen to really launch into it um and it probably wasn't until maybe i guess 12 18 months into when i'd started working as a personal trainer that i thought i could you know see myself doing it long term um so yeah so it's sort of and it just everything sort of worked out well for us so you know so it sort of worked out well Mel and Johnny were sort of at that point where they they were ready to move on and um, obviously three young kids and that sort of thing um, it was pretty hard because you know John was doing the hours that I'm now doing as well as having a family and everything to try and be around and support so um, so yeah it's sort of worked out really well for everyone I think
1: yeah so a bit of that you know right place at the right time yeah but at the same time you've worked really hard to get yourself Into that position to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. There's no, yeah. I remember hearing someone speak, might have been um, Xavier Campbell, at one of the sports star dinners a couple of years ago. And he pretty much, his saying was, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Yeah. And I know it with running all the time. Like, you find, you work super, super hard, but then you find yourself with these opportunities to be able to, which is kind of what you're talking about now. There's so many hard times jumping between jobs, slowly kind of climbing between mm. different roles and then all of a sudden there's an opening and Yeah. You worked hard to get yourself into position to um move forward with that one.
0: Yeah, and that that's probably that's probably the most true saying. Like um you know, there's sorta of, there's there's no luck without hard work. There's you've got to create your own luck, I think, and without hard work, you know, some people might be able to get there but there's not many. You know, you've got to have a good good ethic, whether it be for your training for your you know whatever it is you want to do you've got to have that you've got to have that real drive um, yeah and you know yeah. like and you know like I worked in a pub for five years at the same time over weekends so um you know like it's not just a case of being able to do one thing you've got to have different incomes and and be have that real drive I guess and that real goal did you could you work at the chicken yeah that's right years so yeah yeah, so I was sort of juggling three jobs, and you know, on a good week I'd do about one hundred and ten hours. So must feel like you're on a holiday now, yeah, man. Only working much. fifteen <laughs> hours a day. Yeah, very good. And I guess that's
1: um, I know you know you see yourself, and I especially I wanted to get to this later, but your Instagram is an awesome um, I guess evidence of the harder your work, the better kind of. Mm. results you get like every single quote because some people put some terrible quotes up here and there especially people <laughs> in the fitness industry yeah but every single one of those quotes that you put up i'm just like yes 100 percent agree mm. with agree yeah. with this one and they're all about the stuff you're just talking about like yeah. working hard getting it done behind closed doors mm-hmm. putting in 100 hour you know i've never worked a 100 hour week in my life but yeah putting all that in so then mm. one day you can kind of reap the rewards
0: yeah yeah and that's the um that's the thing, like, I guess that's probably the other thing about me, like, I don't, I'm not one for, um, much self-promotion or, you know, gloating or anything, like, I, I, I'd like to, like to be pretty, pretty humble and just, uh, you know, I'm very happy, you know, with, even with athletes that I sort of help out, no matter how high they get, it's, they, they might thank me, but at the end of the day, it's them, you've got to want to do it, and if you want to do it, and I'm, I'm, You know, I'm very happy to take a back seat to it all and just be the guy behind the door that no one knows about. And if I can help people reach that sort of stuff, then you know, it's a bonus.
1: But you seem very um, calm and caring. Like it's not that stereotypical fitness instructor. And I've you know been in there only a handful of times when you're running classes and stuff. But you're not the stand up yelling at people. Well, I haven't seen it. You could be on the other days when I'm not there, but it seems like you're really you know you care about the individuals and want them to get better and that's the approach that you take
0: yeah, yeah. and that's that's the thing like I think I think that there are two types of trainers as the the trainers that yell and and rant and rave and for some people that works it's like a, a football coach or a basketball coach you know like um, teachers exactly the same yeah, with teachers yeah yeah and you've got to you got to relate to the individual you know some individuals need that that extra some don't but I'm I'm a big believer that you just gotta you know sometimes you just gotta time your words and time time what you say because sometimes you don't need to say anything you know you just because generally the group in it in itself because we've got some pretty um pretty awesome sort of people that come through the doors at FitMob and they they're very driven themselves so if you say the right thing at the you know if you just gotta say the right thing you don't need to spend forty five minutes you know talking or yelling at them because they, they know what they got to do and they'll get it done so mm. yeah well let's talk about that culture of fit mob because it's,
1: it's I don't know if it's written everywhere but it's co- written anywhere but it's kind of lived like you walk in there and it feels I guess like a community which yeah. could be good and bad because if you got new people I remember the first time I ever went to a Pilates class like years ago I was cacking myself walking up the stairs yeah. like you know, are going to be bodybuilders in here? I don't know what to do. Like, really, it can be really yep. intimidating the first time you walk into yeah. a gym. Yeah. And especially if you know that they're so tight yeah. at FitMob. And it's yeah. great once you're a part of it. Yeah. But do you want to maybe just tell us a bit about, it's hard to sum up, I guess, that culture. But how, I don't know, everyone just seems to get along in there and get the best out of themselves and each other.
0: Yeah, and that, that's probably the best part about it. Like, it, it really is a, a little family within a family, um, you know, and even the you know generally you've got your morning group your your sort of lunch group and your your afternoon group or or evening group and they um they're all generally pretty close and and they get along really well um you know so you know if someone's having a shit time or you know got got problems or whatever like family issues or whatever everyone gets around them and just helps them out like and that that's probably the biggest thing so it is If anyone's going through that shit time, it does help them, you know, to come through the doors. It's that release where it won't be bought up. The the other people will help them through sort of thing. So I think that goes, um, that goes a long way for it. And and even, you know, beginners to advance, you know, even if someone's finished a class first, they won't just, you know, wander off and, you know, do something else. They'll get around someone that's still going. So that's, um, that's a big thing as well. There's that support for each other.
1: And how do you make sure that continues to happen?
0: Um, look, I I think you know Johnny and Mel sort of started it. It's always been that's that support you know for each other, um, and I've just tried to continue it, I guess, and um, bring my own little sort of spin to it, and and that seems to seems to work. So mm. um, you know, good good people are good people. You can't you can't train that into someone. No. Um, so I just think we've just got really good people at Fitmob. And when people do begin there, that seems to flow on to those people and it continues.
1: Yeah, yeah. I agree. So the big fit, the big thing is, I guess, just in that conversation, is that you've had the ability to attract good people, good shukamama right. people to Fitmob, which Absolutely. makes Fitmob a good place to yeah. be and a good place to work yeah. out. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's hard or easy or whatever, you're going to be surrounded by good people there.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right, without a doubt. And, um, and I guess too, like, it's not that... Not that clicky culture where you know you've got your weight weight people and your group fitness and ev- and everyone sort of mixes in together and that um so you know so we've sort of got we cater for everything other than swimming if only we had a swimming pool that'd be nice but you know we're sort of um everyone everyone sort of you know mixes in with each other well
1: so. do you think some people would have that misconception that it is clicky though like it's almost a social group of people exercise together and they Think like they you know, don't want to step on anyone's toes by joining up.
0: Um, look, I think I think it, it used to maybe be a bit like that. You know, I know there there were some comments made to me um, where it could have been a bit clicky and this and that. And but I never saw it. Um, I think, and that's the problem with perception. Like, there's that perception, but unless you actually go in and you experience it, you're not going to realise that that's never been what it's yeah. what it's about or what it's like. So. Um, yeah, so I think there's definitely been... hundred percent,
1: yeah. I agree, because I heard that as well. Yeah. You hear it, and then you go up there, and you're like, oh, I don't know what yeah. people are talking about. Like, there's some weightlifting lady kind of talking you are after you've jumped off the treadmill, and, mm. you you know, you can talk to anybody in there. Everyone says, yeah. G'day. Um, But, yeah, one, you've just got to get through those doors first to mm. be able to experience it firsthand. Yeah. But yeah. any club or organizations this yeah you, know, you start a new job and walk into a staff room and that's there's fine. going to be clicks in that staff room as well Like yeah. it's exactly um, exactly the same exactly yeah definitely
0: so where to for the future of FitMob? mob um, look for now like we've just done renos at the start of the year for the gym um, which has sort of given us a lot more room and and a lot more scope I guess for people that are more into their weight training as opposed to their group fitness so sort of that's that's earlier this year um, Obviously, we're always trying to reinvent bootcamp and and make that bigger and better um, all the time. So we'll keep doing that and and sort of get to the mid year have our break again, and then we'll launch into next year with some new equipment and everything. Um, but um, yeah, lot look mid mid to long term over the next two to four years. Um, in an ideal world, it'd be nice to leave this one here under management. You know, of Megan or Matt. Um, and then and then my plan would be to sort of move on, start another one somewhere else. So um, Likely, like would you have No, probably no. start another one somewhere else in Victoria. Um, where? We'll just wait and see. Yeah. Um but that's the that's the goal. So um, but that won't happen without hard work, so head down bum up and, and sort of keep keep pushing for the best and at the same time, we still need to make sure that um, everyone here gets that same same amount of care and same amount of uh, result that they always have. Um, so, yeah. Let's talk about
1: like caring for the individuals. You must have a massive range of someone who's signed up for their first boot camp because they want to lose weight to someone who's been lifting for 20 years yeah. and is an absolute expert. And Yeah. yeah. So how do you... I guess I know how you cater for them, but how do you, I guess, manage or try to pass on your wisdom or knowledge in two different ways to two different
0: ranges. So that that's that's where look that's probably the one of the best parts about about the job. You know, there's that variety of you've got your beginner who's never done a gym workout before. You've got your advanced person that knows the ins and outs of everything. Um, so that that's the beauty like and that's where you just got to got to play it you know by ear so with a beginner obviously you need to give them that ex- that time and show them a program show them exercises keep your eye on them make sure they're doing it correctly so they don't injure themselves someone that's quite advanced you can sort of um you can you work with them um but you know you sort of you don't need to you know chuck in advice all the time that if they need want a bit of advice you know they do, they always come and ask so um yeah so there's sort of that's the beauty I guess um you know so that it's such a such a wide range of people you know some people are just beginning and they've got a goal to run a marathon some people have been doing it for you know 10 years and they want to maintain it it just it all varies mm. so um, but then that's where You've got to be open to the to different personalities, to different goals, to to a lot of different things um, as, a, as a personal trainer.
1: So. Yeah. And with the boot camp, like, is the ideal plan for that that they... I know of Carly. She did one of the boot camps, absolutely loved it, took everything on board and yeah. doesn't need to come back and do a boot camp again because yeah. she can manage her own yeah, exercise. Right. Or Is that the plan or do people, I guess, sign up for the social stuff or... It's sort of, of it,
0: everyone's got their reason, I reckon. Yeah. So you know, some people will come and and do a couple, and you know, take out what they can, and then they'll they'll be right to go do it on their own. Some people aren't self motivated, so they need need boot camp to be get that motivation to make them exercise. That's similar to personal training. Um, and then you've got some that will come in and do a boot camp for. They might do it for three or four boot camps, and then join up at the gym and start doing the classes. Mm-hmm sort of funny because we've got boot campers that say the classes are harder than boot camp you've got people that do classes that say boot camps harder than classes so yeah um, i guess the beauty of boot camp is if you love outdoor training and and variety um as far as locations and everything you can't go wrong and that's
1: what you guys do well like i'm always yeah. running around like you're at the swimming pool the other day in moama i've seen you're out jack eddie do you want to maybe just talk about Bit of a plug for boot camp, I guess. Yeah. Like yeah. How good the variety is of. Um
0: well, that, that's probably the the best part about it. So, look, we try to, um, you know, within within a four week block, you get to attend sixteen sessions. Well, every session within that four week block, we try to make sure it's a different area, a different location. So that's the beauty. So you're not gonna, you don't, you know, you straight away, uh, I'm not going to be going to three spots over sixteen sessions or twenty four sessions. And get sick of it, sick of it all the time, all of a sudden, because you get to go to a different spot all the time, and it just keeps it fresh, you know. Um, and, and then there's that social side where everyone sort of has a bit of fun and a bit of a joke, but then they head down, bum up, and sort of get get the work done they've got to do as well. So, um, so yeah, boot camps, boot camps are a really, really great sort of tool as far as getting outside training this time of year especially you know it's not so hot now that autumn's sort of come in um so yeah it's really really good to sort of get out and do a bit of that sort of outdoor training
1: and i guess even making local people aware of um places to exercise like you know what I mean. Right, like how yeah. many people would have run over the sand hill out near the The takeout in Moama or or I've seen you guys there doing hill reps Mm. or even all those sandy tracks at the back of Jack Eddie. Like if you weren't going there for boot camp like some of these people are, Mm. they might not have even realised that they're there before and then all of a sudden they're taking their kids for a walk out there in six months time
0: or That's whatever it is. Right. And that that's the thing. It sort of just I think opens people's eyes. It's funny, like I'll send a text message before each session and the amount of people that say where's that, you know, well, you know, because they don't actually realise, so yeah. you know, and and it's not only that. Like, you know, we've done stand up paddleboard with um, with Rab. We've we sort of gone to the Oz maze before. We we sort of just try and keep it fun as well as as well as get that good workout in yeah. at the same time. And so. even
1: um, like you know, you do stuff on the bridge. I've seen photos on the bridge yeah. before, and yeah. Beach, and like kind of all these, even like the yoga stuff down yeah. at um, Moamah yeah. on the Murray. Like things like that are just yeah it's more of a social and cultural thing about where you live yeah. in the town as yeah. much as is the
0: exercise yeah absolutely and if you got that nice backdrop what well, we're a very lucky community to have the river and so many sandbars and everything to use um, because when it is a bit warmer you go down there you you do stuff in and out of the water and you know they love it, so. and
1: but yeah. so many people would not know that. Like, no. I talk to people about running through Horseshoe Lagoon, yeah, just on the other side of the bridge. There, people don't even know that easy. track exists. Like yeah. the little ones down near Moama Beach. Like unless you're out there doing it, um, yeah, people don't understand how lucky we are in this town to have this these resources no. right at our front door.
0: No, that's exactly right. Which Very is good.
1: So. What about um, in the fitness industry? There's kind of two parts to this question. The biggest mistake that people make with exercise and weight loss so maybe like Um, do you want to start with the weight loss start so what are the biggest mistakes you see that people
0: Um, they they coming in to lose weight probably number one with weight loss would be that they're not eating enough people seem to think if i stop eating i'm going to lose weight it actually works the opposite you know your body will then go into shutdown mode store fat your metabolism slows down you won't lose weight but if you're eating more of the right things more times a day You'll you'll uh, you'll lose that weight. the The best way to, that I describe it to people is to treat your body, uh, treat your body like a car. You know, so a car can't run without fuel, and your body's exactly the same. If you keep fueling it with the right things, you'll find you'll lose the weight if you've got the proper exercise program at the same time. So, yeah, so that's the biggest the biggest thing, and and the hardest thing to explain to people is that you know, um, you know, you need to eat. So like people bike.
1: come in and just say, look, I'm, yeah. I'm skipping two meals a day. And I'm, yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's no amazing how many can't people. Work out. Yeah. 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 And, um and that's, that's probably the biggest one that I noticed. Well,
1: one of the rules of kind of we have around here is you always got good food. You just eat as much of it as you want. Exactly. Right? And your body knows when it's getting good food that's and it just, it. you know, it will tell you when it it's full it, kind of know? thing. Yeah. yeah. Every yeah. time you feel a well, oh, yeah, have some more peanut butter and celery yeah. and if you still feel full, You still feel empty, just keep eating it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Absolutely. But then, yeah, I guess it's that transition of people figuring out...
0: Yeah. You know, oh, what the right things think are. think
1: he said that I should be eating all the time. I have another bowl of ice cream or yeah. another
0: pack of chips. Exactly. Yeah, that's, and not that's the thing. thing, drop the sugar, drop the processed foods. Um and look, we're really lucky. We've got Danielle um Patterson as well. So she Yeah, I want to get helped. her on for a chat as well, yeah. Yeah, so she um she obviously works for Fitmob at the moment. She's not not there. Um she's just had a little baby. So she I think she'll be back in the next six or eight weeks. So you know, we get a lot of people shit that come and see her, um, and not all of them train at Fitmob. You know, that's that's a little thing for her, but it's great to say we've got a dietitian on site that is fully qualified, has has every qualification under the sun. She works with Bendigo Pioneers. She works with elite football and netball clubs. She knows her stuff, mm-hmm. so, you know. Yeah, I definitely
1: want to pick her brain, because I guess that food industry is so... That's changing so quickly as well. Like, it is,
0: yeah.
1: A, well. a... It's studies coming out every day of the week, but you can almost find a study to back up what you're kind of saying, That's which right. is, which is scary at the same time, yeah. but there seems to be so much more awareness about That's sugar, right. processed yeah. food. One of the things, yeah, I always think if it can't go out of date, mm. probably don't put it in your That's body. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. bananas, and then, fruits and veg, they can all go out of date. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. But A pack of chips that can last 10 nice. months in your um, pantry, <laughs> probably not good to be putting in right. your body. Yeah. yeah.
0: And that—that's the thing too. Like a lot of people see the health tick and stuff like that, and um, it wasn't until recently one of my clients who who was in that space of not being able to get past a certain point looked right into a thing, into a into a diet sort of thing, and and basically these professors had come out and basically unravelled everything and said that the health tick is a lie. It's a crock. The like health, health tick is something that's paid for. And most of the foods if you have got a health tick, they've also got a high sugar or a high mm. fat rate. They're no good for you. Yeah. Don't don't have them, you know.
1: It's like Milo's like four and a half or like Milo right. here Like yeah. it's just ridiculous yeah. how um Yeah.
0: Sugar and stuff like sugar's the, the biggest yeah. the biggest killer for everyone. Yeah, you know. So they and that yet they still put health ticks on it. Like yeah. Companies pay for that pay stuff for the, from health the tick, government. Yeah. So yeah. you know. Someone else said a
1: good thing, like if it's Yeah, if it doesn't have a health tick rating on it, like fruit and veg, probably a good thing as well. Like it's amazing, but I get so uh, I get so frustrated because you know, we're educated people and we read about this stuff and we know about this health tick. But if you're You've just, you know, you want to look after your weight. You want to look after your fitness. You've joined up at FitMob. You go into the supermarket looking for the foods with four, four and a half, five stars. And yeah. you're still buying all this rubbish. Like, it's so easy for those people who aren't educated yeah. to get tricked into exactly. thinking they're doing the right thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they don't, you know, they don't lose the weight. The fitness doesn't and come on. Drop off. And they're like, well, this is a waste of time. Yeah, Whereas they're so. just putting all these, the government's kind of, yeah, Feeding approved this it, system.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a And that, that's, that's the big issue, I think, that, um, that a lot of people need to sort of realise, you know, that the government are, are, are paying companies to mislead people, which leads to diabetes and different other things, which the government makes a lot of money out of.
1: It's insane. Like, and yeah, the amount of people that are, especially like America, like I've listened to oh, a couple of podcasts, yeah. like they're like one in three people are going to have type Absolutely, two diabetes. Yeah. Like the, but then that impact on the healthcare system Yeah. It's unbelievable. Exactly. Yeah, like, I don't know what the figures are, but it's some billions of yeah. kind of dollars that America spends. That's they spend true. way more on, like, curing yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. yeah diabetes than they do wars or anything. Yeah, like, exactly. it's, it's insane.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I guess another thing, like, we always just just look at the ingredients
0: list. Like, That's exactly right. We were yeah. in a
1: habit of just looking at how much sugar, but now you just yeah. look at what the ingredients yeah. are and if there's foods that you can't pronounce looks out. like these these chemicals <laughs> that you cannot say what they are you're like yeah. well i don't know what this is why should i be putting it in my body
0: yeah that's exactly right what about the biggest
1: mistakes you see with people working on their fitness
0: um look probably uh out, outside of i guess people understanding proper techniques and stuff within weight training um probably overtraining as well or or overtraining for what they're eating again. If they're if they're overtraining and they might still be having their six small meals, but they might be still might be not having enough at the same time. So um, yeah, so probably just that overtraining mm-hmm. where you've you've got to listen to your body a lot. So you know, there's a certain point, I guess, where where your body's going to tell you that it can't can't sort of do any more, and you need to just slow back. A yeah. Lot. And and a lot of people, I guess, um, especially. Some people that are really focused, or they, they may have gone through a breakup or anything like that, but they fail to listen to their body and then eventually they hit that wall mm. and they go from you know, doing so much to not being able to do anything because they get injured. Um, yeah, so it's, it's funny. I was talking to a, to a girl um, just the other day actually about overtraining, and, and she's always, she loves her triathlons and everything, and she said she's always overtrained, but now she's in a good headspace and she knows her body so she knows if she feels like she's you know getting a bit bit slower or she needs that rest she has it whereas you know for five years she didn't and she kept getting injured um so yeah just listening to your body i think it's
1: exactly what we spoke about um before we started recording like i was sharing how you know i've kind of you've got some results that kind of indicate that i've overtrained, but you kind of get in this headspace of thinking that you need to do this amount of training and it's okay you're meant to be tired because you're doing this amount of training and when i guess you know when you've been doing that year after year that becomes a normal mm. and you think that's the normal exactly. so yeah. it's hard then to flip that on its head yeah. and then go well maybe i've got to have you know a week easy jogging yeah. Yeah. or whatever it is but i 100 agree that overtraining, training all people getting into it too quick yeah a yeah. couple yep. of Definitely. the runners that i coach like they just want to like, go, Complain, go, go. Yeah. Whereas I'll say, you know, let's let's hit 6 out of 10 that's for it, yeah. 6 months rather than trying to get 10 out of 10 weeks and then being injured and having exactly. 0 out of yeah. 10 because we can't train.
0: Yeah, that's exactly
1: and right. And you'd see that too when your people... Yeah. Do you see that like New Year's, New Year's Day? People nah. sign up and then just go hammer it and then you <laughs> yeah. don't see them again after that? It's
0: funny, like, I haven't... There's not... There's The, the New Year's resolution thing's a bit of a, bit, bit of a falsified thing. Like, I don't find there's a lot. Because I find people need six weeks after New Year's to get back into a bit of routine. It's then that you start to see people joining up and coming to the gym and and that sort of thing. So, um, but yeah, definitely, definitely, people that that go from nothing to a hundred, like you know, like that is um is just too too much. Not sustainable. Your body goes into into a bit of. Shock and like what's happening, and then all of a sudden something's got to give. So, yeah. What about the um? I don't
1: know a lot about this, and hopefully you'll be able to fill me in. But that whole the fitness industry at the moment, like you see on social media, I don't know if it's true or not, but a couple of the um, I don't know the unis or whatever where you get your certificate get a bit of a bad rap about. You can come down, you can do your training in three weeks, you get your certificate, and you've still got no idea about personal training at all yeah um is that true and if so yeah what are your thoughts on it
0: um look i when i when i did my course um which was nearly 10 years ago now um i thought so we had four days a week for two months um and we were qualified that was going through all the body parts or a heap of different exercises stuff like that um now i know max who's just finished his course um who works for me he's I think he was six months, four days a week, plus he had a heap of stuff to do at home, which I didn't have to have to do any excess sort of study stuff at home or any assignments. Or now they've got to do hours in a the gym; they've got to be signed off by by a proper trainer. They got there's which I'm all for because look out of my uh, out of my course, which I think we had sixteen in my course. When we finished after two months i would have confidently said that maybe five of them were going to be any good as trainers Mm. and that's excluding myself because as i said earlier i'm not one to sort of talk myself up or gloat or anything you know i still didn't know at that point whether i'd be any good at what i did so um so yeah so i'm all for what for what the aif and that sort of thing do now um so yeah, if if they're putting people through in three weeks I think it's a bit silly and I I probably wouldn't I wouldn't say I wouldn't employ someone but I'd be making sure they did plenty of trainee hours with me before I okayed them sort of thing. So I think um I think the biggest thing that I notice as far as personal training goes is people either have it or they don't so um you can sort of pick within within a month i reckon whether someone's going to be any good as a trainer or whether they're whether they're going to be just okay or you know probably not much good so and um, is that people
1: skills how you can pick it or is that yeah anyone
0: can get the knowledge but if you can't communicate that and yeah. get on with people and that that's the biggest thing so there's there's communication a big one so especially with group fitness you've got to got to be able to be loud and be you know direct with what you're instructing obviously without yelling as i said earlier but you got to be able to direct people and tell them you know what you want them to do so so communication but also having that balance of knowing when to push and when people need it to be backed off when when to you know really try and motivate people and when you don't need to say anything um you know i've seen seen trainers that yell and rant and rave um and i just i'm The Biggest Loser is one for me, people ask if I watch it, I don't, I hate it, Um, because it gives people a false perception that, A, it's safe, Um, it's safe to lose 8 kilos a week, it's not, safe safe losing of weight is no more than a kilo to a kilo and a half a week, Um, so yeah, I just, I don't like The Biggest Loser and you know, I just, I'm not a fan of the trainers or a couple of the trainers on there just because of the way they are very in your face and, you know, it just, I don't agree with it, but every is different as well.
1: Yeah, and then I guess linking that in with the social media around the fitness industry and those TV shows, but even, you know, Michelle Bridges, Bridges, that right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. she's, you know, an ambassador for Swiss and an ambassador for this, and like, you know what I mean? It's kind yeah. of that whole... I don't know. It, I think sometimes it's misleading people. Like, got to go back to hard work, and yet yeah. you go to the gym four times a week, or you go for a run or a walk with your family or your mm. dog, or whatever. Yep. You probably don't need to be smashing no. a multivitamin just because the lady from the Biggest Losers exactly. on the front cover of it. And yeah,
0: that's exactly right. And does that frustrate you sometimes? It does, and and she's one of she's probably one of those trainers where I, I just think she's too in your face and too just too much like I I don't think and people especially people in that in that headspace and people that size the last thing they need is someone to be in their face yelling and ranting and raging. because they those people are pretty much already broken you don't need to break them down anymore you know
1: you see it all the time though like they look at them six months after they're all put the weight back on yeah it's not sustainable at all
0: exactly and it's it's like you know it's like the Your herbalists, your isogenics, a lot of those sort of things, um, it's not sustainable. You can't do it for life. The the most sustainable thing, and it has been for 100 years, is eating healthy, eating clean, and just eating um, the right foods, you know, um, because food's the best thing for us. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that would be, um, I don't know, it would be frustrating because you could see how people could confuse you know the fit mob stuff to any of that other thing it's all kind of under the same umbrella about the fitness industry and that yeah what about the old wellness stuff like i'd never heard the word wellness until about two years ago but now it seems to be everywhere and yeah yeah
0: Yeah. i think um i think it's got got a lot of merit um you know because i i I do do think you've got to be of healthy mind as well Mm. um you know, as well as healthy body. And I think if you if you're in the right mindset, you can then lead into that into a fitness programme if you haven't done it before and things like that. So I think um that's what I link a lot of wellness stuff to, you know. Wellness I think is a healthy mind, healthy lifestyle and, and sort of just and, and it all sort of integrates, I reckon. It does.
1: And even like sleep, like yeah. if you're getting sleep so you're rested, so then you're in a good headspace. Right, yeah. I know I been on school camp for the last three days. I was an absolute you know, shocking person to be around yesterday because yeah, I was I was down it. about seven hours on sleep exactly. than what I usually yeah. am after yeah. after a couple of days. So it just impacts, and then you don't want to exercise. Well, that's right. I yeah. found myself buying a tub that's of ice cream flat, because you, yeah. yeah, you want to you're chasing it somewhere <laughs> else. It's um yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. What about yourself, mate? Give us a bit of a a day in the life of.
0: Um, day in the life of well, I suppose um yeah Monday to Monday to Friday I'm generally. Up and out of bed at about quarter to five in the morning. Um, How do you we, go
1: getting up that early? Is it? Uh, it's easy now. It's a routine now.
0: Yeah. Like generally, I wake up, you know, two minutes before the alarm every day. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I sort of get up nice and early and and uh, yeah, get just get ready for the day and then head off get to the gym about sort of quarter past five each morning. Um, and then um, yeah, and then we sort of start. Generally, PTs classes start at six o'clock. Um, most days i'm pretty well booked between classes and pts i'm um, pretty well books from six until one um, back to back so quickly shoveling a bit of breakfast when i can yeah. um then most mid afternoons one till three i'm i'm a bit freer um so that's where i need to catch up on book work or phone calls or you know stuff like that um and then from there, um, basically again, three o'clock till sort of eight o'clock at most nights, I'm pretty much booked solid um, with classes, PTs. Um, and then obviously I've sort of done a lot of fitness work with um, Moama footy group this year as well. So that, that sort of chucked another spanner in, in the works and that's been really good. Um, so the boys boys had their first practice match yesterday and, and looked really good. So um, yeah, so it's sort of, pretty full on um, you know when you when you've only got two hours and then I sort of try and train myself somewhere in there and if I don't get a chance to do that then it's either at the end of the day or I get up at quarter past four and I'll go in and do it earlier so yeah yeah so it's um yeah pretty pretty long days and that but it is as I said it's a bit of routine there um for me so you know I'm that used to it and that accustomed to it and by the weekends, there's no doubt I don't really want to do anything, um, you know, just because even Saturdays, I'm still up at 5 o'clock on a Saturday, work until 12 o'clock. Now football started, I'll be there until 5 o'clock, so by a Sunday, I'm going to need that sleep in and that rest and, and ready to go again the next week.
1: So. Yeah. What time to get to bed at night?
0: Um, generally, by 10 o'clock, 9.30, 10 o'clock, I'll yeah. be in bed and, and asleep, so...
1: And then like that food, like do you prep your food before you go into work? Or is yeah. it just... Because that'd be chaos, not knowing when you're going to eat or...
0: It is, yeah. So generally, um, generally I, on a Sunday, it's as a as a meal prep day. I hate the word meal mm. prep. I think it's a wank, but anyway. Well, just
1: another thing that's just been... You know, people. Social media is kind of giving it a bad. Like meal preparation yeah. just means being organised. Exactly. You know, yeah, that
0: and that's doesn't right. Doesn't have to mean you're a bodybuilder or no, or no, whatever it is. No, and that that's all that is. So basically, Sundays I'll sort of get up, I'll go do a workout at the gym, do a bit of quick bit of bookwork that I've got to do, and then shopping. Um, you know, uh, and then just cook and get ready for a week, really. So um, yeah, so yeah like i say it's all routine and once you get that routine you're pretty right so but the last yeah. thing you want to be doing is having to cook a meal at eight o'clock at night when you get home so it's good to get home grab your meal out of the fridge warm yeah. it up and and then you sort of organize i guess we do the same
1: thing here carly will yeah. cook a big pot of something i'll cook a big pot of something yeah. lunches
0: dinners throughout sure. the week
1: and if it's good food no, it. i think sometimes we get into this trap of thinking that you've got to be eating different Fresh. meals yeah. every single night like it's still all good veggies and, exactly and all that yeah. stuff so yeah um yeah that's a bit of a misconception that yeah no one oh yeah, as i said you don't want to get home at eight o'clock at night and start cutting up Cooling. veggies when yeah. you can pour it out of the, the fridge and yeah. heat it up that's exactly what about true. the work-life balance
0: um misses, missus hate you yeah yeah <laughs> <much. laughs> um yeah the work-life balance can be a bit difficult um Look at the moment it's all right because because car is uh, pretty busy with study so she um so she's doing a ca for accounting um she's in the last block so i'm sort of off the hook at the moment because she's busy anyway but i know in another six months i probably won't be yeah. <laughs> so um so yeah it, di- it can get a bit difficult um at times because obviously and even you know um we don't live together but um you know if, if she stays at my place or whatever then I might get home on a Monday night and just want to sit down and eat and not I'm not real talkative when I get home because you, you do deal with a lot of people and a lot of different things and that throughout the day so sometimes it's nice to get home and not have to have to sort of dissect on the day or, or sort of talk too much um, but yeah it's sort of um, yeah it's it's one of those things it's all about balance and, and I guess it's... Um, you know if you've got that respect for each other where you understand you know why why each other's tired or why each mm-hmm. other's not real talkative then it makes life a lot easier yeah so it's yep. just that understanding i think for for the situations and stuff yeah
1: 100 yeah i agree that's my hardest thing trying to get that balance and that's right you know yeah. and so many times i stuff it out like you, you say yes to all these things and then that's you true. get home and you've got no energy and you just want to sit on the couch exactly. by yourself and yeah. it's just not probably not fair to the people closest to you but it's that's one of those things that you're always going to work on isn't it just yeah, trying to juggle it and
0: it is and that, that's the hard part not the same with you you know when you're sort of training so much and then you chuck work on top of it by the weekend you just want to you know have a bit of downtime mm. you know so and um yeah so it is just balance and trying to work that happy medium because i know even, even as far as you know going out for a late night um and a few drinks if i if I'm out past eleven o'clock on a Saturday night, I know the next week I'm mm. going to be ratchet. Yeah, you know? yeah. You got a whole week of having that's it. Yeah, trying catch to catch up. up. Yeah, so yeah. I sort of. So as far as going out um, late nights and that, don't do it anymore because I just can't.
1: And you just you know, got to learn to say no to things as well. Right, I think, yeah. like it's just, um, yeah, you know, yeah, can't do it. And, yeah, you
0: don't even have to give a reason. Sometimes no, just, exactly. I can't do
1: it because I know it's going to stuff up my yeah. whole next week. And yeah. You'd rather have six good days rather than four good exactly. hours out on the
0: beers yeah exactly
1: um, which is good what about the footy club stuff so you started there this year
0: yeah yeah so sort of um john did a bit of work with mama for a year or two um and then uh mark's mark lloyd started coaching this year so i gave him a buzz and um and yeah so we sort of we've started up so i've um, just been training throughout summer Pre season and had our first practice yesterday, and um, I'm doing a bit of rotation work and sort of a bit of coaching stuff and that, which has been good. So, um, yeah, so the yeah boys are really good. Mm. We we haven't really lost anyone from last year, which is a good thing. So yeah, I think we we should sort of go go a long way this year hopefully. So. Do you
1: find a bit of a difference working with the people that come in a fit mob and then the footy club? Like, is it yeah, very different much. So, culture and yeah,
0: yeah. it is. Um, yeah, so it's and, and it's good. It's good for that change, I guess. It's it's good to still be involved in a footy club and that sort of thing. Um, so, but yeah, very very different, I guess, in the training and stuff as well. Yeah. So you know, the the boys for footy are. Are that short, sharp, repeat effort sort of stuff. Whereas that fit more, it's just that constant, you know, yeah. general fitness. Aerobic kind yeah, of. Yeah, that's right, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Even just, um, like, doing some work of chuka yeah. this, this season and um, just being around, you know, a group of blokes. Like, yeah. it's, it yeah. Spend so much time, 12-year-olds at school that's and female right. staff, yeah. and it's kind of just good being around in that footy right. club so, culture, yeah. Yeah. which is good. But, yeah, you're right. They're totally different. I'm the same. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. work that we do is that, aerobic kind of that's a long right, time yeah. working at yeah. 60 80 percent kind of thing whereas they've got to be going yeah. short sharp and 100, yeah, yeah and just yeah, that's right. having, um you feel sorry for them sometimes because they're big blokes trying to that's like right, you're pushing yeah. them over a short distance but yeah. it's still big frames to carry around that's right yeah yeah
0: definitely
1: oh that'd be good what about your diet mate or exercise routine like you touched on it a bit before when you're explaining your um kind of a day in the life
0: yeah yep so i was sort of um I'll probably I try and have sort of a six small meals. So like when I get up in the morning, I'll have a have a shake um, before I get to work, and that that'll tie me over. I'll have breakfast sort of mid about eight o'clock in the morning, um, and then which is just usually muesli and yogurt, or you know st- you know something simple like that. Um, then just lunch, which generally I'll just make a chicken salad, make a few chicken salads on a Sunday, and and just take one out of the fridge each day. And, Take it to work, so that's um, lunch. Then, again, if I train mid mid afternoon, I'll have a, a protein shake sort of after that, um, which um, that's sort of about two o'clock. So, and then I'll have a banana or you know a couple of peanut butter multigrain crackers or stuff like that mid mid afternoon, and and then dinner when I get home at eight o'clock. So. Um, yeah, so it's sort of, again, like I try to have something every three hours, I guess, um, which just keeps my body fueled and keeps me going. Um, and life would be hard without coffee at the same time. Mm. So How many coffees a day do you have? Look, just try and limit it to one. So I just have one in the, about eight o'clock in the morning, I'll try and have one. Um, but then like when we we're doing the Renaults, that week we did the Renaults, I think, I, rolled out about 130 or so hours for the week um it's insane so just um, and a winning
1: triathlon team in the middle of that yeah,
0: yeah yeah so just that that was a big week so i was sort of downing two or three um triple and quad shot coffees a day quad so, uh, yeah, yeah just really just to just to get me through yeah. so that was a that was a big week um but it was a it was such, it was a really good achievement too. Like it sort of it was always a goal to yeah. to have that bigger fit that bigger gym base, um, you know, because that's a that's a passion of mine, and and that football training stuff's a big passion of mine, yep. um as well. So it's sort of yeah, good to have. And it looks together. great in there as well. Like yeah, it, so yeah. yeah, it's it's come up well. So a couple of other little additions that'll come in in the next week or two, hopefully, which will really top it off. So.
1: Yeah. when you took it over did you feel there was a pressure to make changes or there was a pressure to keep it i was talking with carly about it this morning i said yeah. i think he's coming around we got any kind of questions and then yeah. we had a quick chat about she i oh know we both kind of weren't sure if everyone assumed that you would just take over continue on what johnny and Mal had going and just go from there
0: yeah
1: or you'd come in and flip it on its head and yeah. kind of say well i'm the new boss now yeah yeah did you feel um, pressure either way
0: Look, I wouldn't say I felt pressure. Um, I guess I, I, think, I think a lot of people did expect me to sort of come in and just you know go along with just how out. Johnny and Mel did it and and that sort. Which of is thing. a good, like they and, did a good absolutely. job. Of it, so why a great, wouldn't they yeah. did a great job. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, I always have, you know, like every, every train is different and every, every, and everyone's goals are different, and I always had that that sort of sense that i wanted to put my own spin on it and and by no means is that why i did the Renault's. the renos are purely to make it a better better center um and and more open i guess to a different clientele so um prior to that i guess there was that conception that you know it's more group fitness only you know i have seen in the past where people have have said about FitMob being more a group fitness centre, um, which I guess it was because the gym wasn't yeah. wasn't massive, and that impacts. The,
1: well, that's the culture, isn't yeah, it? Like that, it's a good right. group, and you can yeah. be looked after.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so it was good to good to get the Renaults done, um, and look probably earlier than I planned. So when I first took over, I thought maybe twelve months I'd I'd do that um to do it in the first seven months um was was good and and needed to happen like it needed that freshen up which it's now got and it's it's definitely freshened the place up and just um you know the amount of people that come in when we did it and when we were doing it and said oh what's going on here you know there was that that excitement that oh wow we're getting something different something new um and i guess it just it does give me a bit more of a sense that it's sort of my my thing now i guess yeah so mm
1: yeah oh that's good mate and it goes back to you know the jump to buy it in the first place like Mm. you don't come across the guy that kind of is timid or worried or just you know I'm sure you calculated everything correct and Mm. you knew you knew what you were getting yourself into because you're already working there but um at the same time that takes a bit of guts to Mm. to do those things
0: yeah yeah and I I guess I like to like to think that I'm pretty um pretty calculated in, in doing sort of things like that um but, yeah, it's sort of, it's one of those things, You sometimes you need to get out of your comfort zone, you mm. know. So, um, and I've always, I was always a shy kid. Yeah. Um, very quiet and and am still very shy. I hate public speaking. Yeah. Um, oh, you're smashing know, this interview put, so put, far. Put me in front of a group and it wouldn't be the same. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's it's sort of, it is good to get out of your comfort zone. And, you know, like I, I sort of... Um, yeah, I guess one of I'm driven by probably probably two things. Um, number one would be a fear of failure, and I didn't probably realise that I was listening to a, an interview with Glen Archer, and they that when when Mike Sheen was interviewing, he said what drove you, and Glen Archer said the fear of failure. He said, you know, the fear of going out and losing a game of footy for the blokes around me, the fear of not being able to do do certain things, you know, and and that's a big drive for me but also probably probably an even bigger bigger driver for me is um probably just to to make mum my family but more so mum and dad I guess proud proud and that sort of thing I guess so mm. you know because as, as I said at the start without them I wouldn't be where I am today so yeah um you know without that upbringing and that that appreciation for things and yeah, so um, I've, I owe a lot lot to them because, you know, I'm, I'm one of the lucky kids. Like, you know, you see what happened on Friday where, you know, I'm a very lucky person. Yeah, so.
1: but it is so important. I've spoken to my mum about it because I don't think you realise it until you get to a certain age and you just go, yeah, right, maybe the way I was brought up has yeah. a bit of an impact of how That's I've right. ended up here. But yeah. And I think it's, it's to a T, like not having everything handed to you, That's right, and having yeah. to work hard for yeah. it. I remember one of my first jobs was at um, Long Gully IGA in Bendigo and I was working in the meat department with the butchers and I used to work five till eight on a Monday morning. Mum and dad wouldn't get up because who wants to get up at (laughs) 4.30 on a Monday morning? I'd ride my bike there. I'd work three hours for about eight bucks an hour, ride home, then ride to school. (laughs) And now you go to work and you're just like, well, this is a piece of cake. Well, not a piece of cake, but a different... Different. Whereas, you know, they could have babied me and thinking we don't want a 16-year-old kid riding his bike to work at... Yeah, Yeah, it could have easily got taken out, a drunk driver, or like, but that whole the way you're brought up by your parents just gets so important to this later Mm. age now. And I must admit, this isn't, um, you know, saying you look old or anything, but I always thought i think you put something on facebook about you know this year's a year you turn 30. yeah and same with me i'm just like oh yeah crap. Fikki's the same age i always yeah. thought you were like 35 or something yeah. just because how mature you are and mm. you know you owned this yeah. business and yeah you're just like really calm and level-headed and mm. stuff and yeah i honestly yeah nothing to do with your um probably aging look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah those 15-hour days are breaking up. but you know that's probably a credit to you at the same time that yeah you've achieved so much in such a short period of time yeah um and still have these big goals and that work ethic yeah what about it just to finish off any mantras that you um or sayings or quotes that
0: you Um, really oh as you know there's a lot of of them I love the quotes yeah um yeah it's sort of not I guess like I guess the biggest biggest mantra um as far as the gym goes it's sort of as you walk up the stairs of. I've got a quote at the end of the stairs and it was by Jim, Jim Wedler, I think, said it and he said, um, you know, you're not going to get fit or get in shape by sitting on the couch, you've got to actually get up and do it, you know, so I think, I think that's a bit of a, when people walk up those stairs for the first time, you know, they're probably as you said, when you come in for that Pilates session, probably um, shitting themselves, but to see that at the end they sort of would ease that a bit to know you know everyone's in the same boat um and then i guess guess, you know personally it just every everything just comes back to hard work like you know if you if you really want something and you 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 know that's that's your thing then you've got to work for it like it's not going to be handed to you on a silver platter and and that's probably a big thing that i I notice these days is everyone wants everything given to them like you know get off your ass go out and earn it because you know no one's going to do it for you
1: it's that entitlement thing it isn't is. it like yeah. it's 100% that yeah. yeah you deserve this and even like you, know, you look at houses and you know, people want to build their first house so, you know massive metricon out the back of barber's paddock it's and that's your first yeah. house and you're 21 like it's no that's yeah, not how it works it yeah.
0: yeah and that that's that's the thing that I I do notice a lot as well like I sort of um you know you see see a lot of flash cars with with p plates and young drivers with boats behind it and this and that and i just just think i'm glad i wasn't brought up to just go and buy shit because i want it because at the end of the day eventually you've got to pay it off so you know i i don't i think um i I don't spend in excess so Mm. i'd rather have money in the bank and be comfortable with what i've got than Oh, just because I want something, mm. I'll go get it, and I'll be. Thinking, just because the bank's yeah, going to give yeah, me a loan to do yeah, it, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I think, yeah, just hard work. Yeah, you know, if you if you really want something and you've got a dream, or put your head down, put your bum up, and, and go for it. Yeah. Because um, I'm all for people having a go, but it's the ones that I guess um, feel like they haven't have it have it. Have it um, are, uh, you know should be have, have should have it handed to them no yeah no no deal like you gotta go earn it a hundred percent
1: mate a hundred percent agree yeah. with that and people don't realize how much like it's that iceberg stuff like how yeah. much goes on that's, behind the scenes right. yeah. and people will be surprised well i'm surprised just listening to your talk today like the amount of hours that you've put into mm. you know people probably like oh yeah he probably just got a massive loan from the bank that's he bought right. the business he's yeah. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's how you own yeah. a business
0: yeah yeah and it's, it's Pay a couple people couple
1: of people to work there during the week shit. you're living a yeah. good life yeah yeah that's good, mate. Yeah. All right. So, where can people We might finish up there. Where can people get you on the line if they want to follow?
0: Uh, Instagram? just on, on Instagram, Finky underscore FitMob. Um, yeah. So that's uh that's just my personal account. We've also got FitMob underscore Official as well, which is the the gym's page. And that's um, good. You guys
1: do a post every day. Yeah, do a classes class. and yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So it sort of keeps it fresh. Keep people sort of see where we've been with boot camp, what we're up to at the gym, um, a lot of different stuff. So. Yeah, so um, yeah, so that's sort of the two two Instagrams, and then obviously Facebook as well. We've got FitMob, and, and I've got a personal Facebook. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's um, yeah, so by all means, come through the doors because I guarantee you that you won't regret it. Yeah. And, um,
1: yeah. I can vouch for that. I've been yeah. not not nearly enough, <laughs> but the one thing I just want to share this story before we finish off. The one thing I love about FitMob is um, middle of winter. It's dark at like 5.20, it's raining. I'm thinking, how the heck am I going to get this run? Yeah, you know, I remember having to do a 16K kind of tempo and then depress our ways driving home from work thinking it's going to be hard, it's going to be wet, windy. And then having the flash that you guys have got treadmills in there and you walk up the stairs, music's pumping. Yeah. There's 30 other people. You put the treadmill on the patient you need to go and you just get it done. Yeah, as you yeah, said, yeah. that sign on the wall as you get up there mm. compared to me struggling on the streets out. No right, yeah. I'm trying not to get hit by a car, getting smashed <laughs> by the wind. and like just All of a sudden, yeah, the music's pumping. And there's other yeah. people doing the fitness as well. It was, yeah, yeah, it's such a good place to be. And I think if you surround yourself by good people, good things are going to happen. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Thanks for your time, mate. I and understand you, you're brides. Brides. super busy and uh, getting an hour of your time's yeah, not easy. No.
0: Thanks, Brad. Thank you.
1: I'm on new.